I was thinking a way how to introduce this episode, but uh, it's only right to start it off with. He been crying since Camp Snoopy. He been making some of the coldest airbrushed t-shirts on Martha's Vineyard. He's been everywhere. He's worked for some of the craziest companies you want to work for as a designer. He worked with Carl. He worked with Nike. This is uh, the Jonah Miller episode on Art Club Podcast. Oh yeah, 2.0 on steroids. Let's go. It's like super... Yeah, there uh, we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> like a lake, and then in the background, it like connects to the like the sound, which is like between the, the mainland. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty tight. Damn, <laughs> cool, cool. Well, shit, man, man we're, glad, cool. Uh, we're glad you're able to, to fuck with us, man. Um, yeah, this podcast is something that me and my boy Tev did. We started out in Colorado just kind of... Uh, dealing with arts and stuff like that and design and just figured we'd um shut it down we were working it for a while but we figured we'd just shut it down and you know move forward our lives and six years ago that's when we started and now we're kind of here with it so this is pretty sick to have you on here and i appreciate you and uh stepping up and helping us out with this oh yeah man. i appreciate it bro yeah thanks for having me thanks for having me that's cool yeah yeah it's cool that uh the homie leland just brought this all together you know just rocking with that dude in seattle and shit and tev it's wild tev met him when he came out here too so that's pretty sick oh yeah we all got a little little uh connection right there but uh first off go ahead and uh, introduce i go by uh bootlegger ice cream jim chief all right i'm tev only tev you know what i'm saying i'm jonah yeah jonah miller um that's it. Yeah. Lately I've been doing like airbrush art and um, other stuff like painting murals and whatnot. Um, using my business out here is called Island Spray. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I like. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. yeah. Island Spray is tight. Um, all the, the shirts are just like 90s, like super sick ass shirts. I would get out of like, the, uh, there's a store called Reverb in Colorado, man. And uh, you go in there and get your airbrush shit done back in the day. And I was like, nah, this is sick. And when I found that sound you doing, I was like, same shit. This is tight as hell. And you're actually coming up with these cool designs for the homies like Clay and shit like that. And you're doing massive other shit. So it's tight. Um, It's crazy. I was looking at your... uh portfolio and harvard man you're a harvard guy that's <laughs> that's wild dog like hell yeah how was um how was that experience in like coming up design and you know busting through the scene you know being a harvard student and all that it was interesting yeah it's not i mean it always throws people takes people by surprise it's kind of a curveball honestly it's been advantageous to me just like career-wise because um well, I guess my whole like working life, I've been doing sort of like design work, you know, um, I would, you know, kind of like say I'm like a product graphics person generally, you know, like graphic design work, but specifically usually for product rather than web design or marketing materials, whatnot. I mean, I have, you know, like you wind up kind of crisscrossing and doing a lot of that stuff anyways, but like my principal interest and focus has always been working on product. Um, so Anyways, you like, you know, in that industry or that world, if I'm applying for a job at wherever, you know, like they're going to see like hundreds of applications of people from like, um, you know, Savannah College of Art and Design, like RISD, CCS in Detroit, Parsons, like you name it, all these design schools, like super good schools and like super relevant to that field. But then like, I feel like it's worked out well for me and being like, whoa, this kid's from Harvard. Like that's kind of way different. Like let's, <laughs> let's see what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, 
So just on that front, it's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the actual experience of school was like, kind of like, I feel like I didn't necessarily get as like full of a design education as I would have if I went to like RISD or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who knows? Yeah. I didn't go there. So I, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what got you into design in the first place? I think it was, I always think of it as a really classic story, but I don't actually know if it necessarily is, but I would say it's just like, uh, always love to draw, you know, like my whole life as a kid would be like me and my best friend growing up are like obsessed with drawing. Like still, I'm glad that my mom kept some of like our little like sketches or <laughs> artworks from back when we were like, you know, kindergarten age or whatever. Cause I look back, I mean, it's the same, it's real classic again, where you're just like, Whoa, like that's kind of like the illest thing I ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, like, we were talking about that last podcast, like the kid, uh, when you're a kid and you just creating shit, it's like the best. Cause you don't have no expectations on it. It's like, this is tight. And then when you look back like, Oh damn, I did that. Like in your adult life, you wouldn't naturally do that shit, but you know, then yeah, man, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's wild. I, uh, yeah, I was just scrolling through. I seen like, uh, raw when i seen raw i thought it was the, the uh papers you know the rolling papers but then i dove deeper in and that shit was crazy it was like it broke down yeah. how you how you started that shit that was wild and some of them graphics like uh the duck boat graphics i didn't know that those are cars or is that what they are, are they like boat cars yeah yeah those are really interesting it's like it's a total kind of like kind of staple of the boston whatever experience like if you're in boston on a beautiful summer day you're gonna see these duck boats cruising around and they're like they're like amphibious craft from like world war ii or something i think is when it's from Hmm. and yeah they were designed to be like oh we're driving on land and then all of a sudden we have to do some like water mission and you just drive straight into the water so yeah so then after whatever the war i guess they like took them and kind of repainted them in crazy color schemes and then now it's, I mean, they have them in other places too. Like, I think they got them in Philly and actually, well, I grew up in Minnesota and the first place I ever saw these was in Wisconsin at this okay. place. It was like a theme car, uh, theme park called the Wisconsin Dells, uh, in the Midwest. It's like well-known, but yeah, they had these like amphibious things and it was really cool. Cause you're like, well, we're just driving and all of a sudden it's, it's a boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Dells at that, uh, in Wisconsin, is that like a, um, so I had some people I went to art to it in Vegas that was out from like Milwaukee. Do they have, is that like a hot dog contest out there? Some shit like that or something, <laughs> something wild like that. Yeah. I'm sure they got all that. Yeah, yeah, it's some, like some wild yeah. shit like that. That's cool. Man. But okay. So yeah. true East, true East kind of gave you your start. Is that kind of where you kind of crafted in the product making or throwing your ideas actually on products and stuff like that? graphics a bit before that i would say actually that was a good platform to kind of start because the true east thing it was skate shop you know worked there when i was in college like i think starting my like sophomore year in college i like you know we would all hang out and skate there and whatever Mm -hmm. but prior to that so my best friend i grew up with in minnesota this homie named alex um he and i were like you know kind of just like yeah best friends like whatever since the get-go kind of like got into whatever we were just into drawing it's kids and then later we got into like skateboarding together you know and skating I would say was like a huge I mean again it's kind of very cliche or stereotypical (laughs) for people in this realm but like skating is when I started to notice like gear be like whoa like I love that shirt like dang that deck is like so cool like I want that or like the actual like 
you know, um, I guess where I noticed design for the first time, you could almost say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that got us both like, you know, psyched on all that. And then, you know, we're like in whatever middle school and like got hyped on painting graph, you know, <laughs> and like yeah. from there is kind of like, I mean, Alex like ran with like painting graph. I was always like pretty like super like toy at painting graph. I would go out and like try and like paint, but I was real into like drawing in the sketchbook and like whatever. And Alex is like, always like real about it and to this day i mean dude he's like craft legend and like yeah. back home and like i don't know i would say like worldwide the kids okay. like he's nice with it um okay but so yeah so then it was that was the evolution sort of like skating and then like graph and then for me i kind of took it and i was like oh sort of the intersection of like you know painting like that and then like the gear was like airbrushing so i actually got into airbrushing when i was pretty pretty young like I was probably in like that same time frame of like middle school and actually it's funny in Minnesota I mean this was like you know I graduate I'm 35 I was born in 88 graduated high school 2006 so I was like I got into doing the airbrush thing probably around like 2000 or something when I was in middle school I think it was one of these things it was like dad had an old airbrush to paint model cars or something mm -hmm. like that. And then I found it in the basement. I was like, Whoa, like, let me try this, you know? And I remember it came with an instruction manual that was like, it had all these very kind of like classic, like exercises to like figure out the action of the airbrush. Cause you tried that before. I mean, you yeah. paint with the airbrush, so you know, it's this like, it take, there's a learning curve to it. Fuck so yeah. I'm still learning. It's not, right now, it's, I'm still learning, dude. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 So like it had all these like different sized dots, you know, try that. And then the like, like the taper, the dagger stroke or whatever. And then like doing loops if you want to do script. So all that stuff. So I kind of got into it on my own. But then so in Minnesota, there's like this huge mall, like the Mall of America. Mm -hmm. um, back in the day, it was like it was kind of like famous as like it wasn't the biggest mall in the world, I don't think. But it was close. It was like we would say it's like the biggest mall in North America, you know, yep. and like people would fly, like tourists would fly into like Minneapolis, St. Paul International, go to the mall, which was right by the airport, and then just like fly back. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. such a destination for shopping for some reason. Um, but the format of it was, it was like a big square, huge department stores in each corner, like Nordstrom's and Sears and like two other ones. And then those were all connected by long walkways, super long, lined with more stores. I think it was like four stories high. And then in the middle of the square was like a big theme park called Camp Snoopy at the time. Like there was like an indoor roller coaster. There was like one of those like log flume rides where you get soaking wet. So you're yeah, just like, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like walking around the mall. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. It was big glass ceiling. So it felt kind of like open air, but it was indoors. It was kind of like, yeah, at the time it was Snoopy themed. Cause like the, the cartoonist, the dude behind Snoopy um, behind peanuts, Charles Schultz, he's from, He's from Minnesota. So okay. that was, I think now it's something different. It's like Nickelodeon themed maybe, yeah. or maybe something different. But so anyways, like after I kind of got my little start on my own doing airbrush, then I was like, Oh, let me try. Like I've seen the airbrush at the mall. Let me like, you know, just ask like, what's up with the job. And the dude was like super, super receptive. He was like, yeah, man, if you're into it, like you're hired, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I did some airbrushing at camp Snoopy. I did it just for like, one summer and then part of like a school year and it was like a real real job like you know i was there with like people who were using it i'm like high school kid but these are like true art like dude there were some like 
nasty artist that worked at Camp Snoopy at the Airbrush yeah. kiosk. See, yeah. I remember some like really dope like comic book illustrators and stuff were working there. And that was a cool thing. Like the guy who ran it, he his thing wasn't like you don't need to know one single thing about Airbrush. You just have to like, you know, be like whatever artistically inclined. And he's like, you can learn it. You can pick it up as long as you can draw, like you can, you can do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's tight. Um, so, so would you say, um, like that pushed you into like the going in design full? Cause he gave you that option. He gave you that shot. So that just pushed you into like, shit, I'm going to continue to just doing this shit. And you probably, you evidently got your chops up busting out graphics and uh, stuff like that at, you know, at Camp Snoopy. So did that help you yeah. kind of just pursue and keep going on with it? Cause you know, yeah. I was going to say, as us say artists, too. we kind of, uh, you know, us artists, we kind of just do shit. And then it's like, man, I don't know if that shit's necessarily that tight. And we, you know, sometimes give up, but shit, you see, clearly you didn't, you stuck in this shit and we're going to go over this countless shit that you got going. But yeah, man, that's, that's super sick to hear. Like that's a humble ass beginning. And also that the dude gave you a shot, you know what I mean? Cause he could have seen you as like, oh, hell nah, I, I need a, I need a, somebody that's versatile in this shit and can do it, but you were willing and shit, you had to, you know, stick in it. Yeah, yeah, it was cool of him. And it's funny, actually, now, like, if you go on YouTube or something and look up, like, any, like, airbrush tutorial like that, dude, his name is Kent Lind, he'll, he'll often be the person that's, like, giving the tutorials. He's, like, airbrush famous. That's sick. <laughs> um, and, and the other realization, too, from that job was, like, I was, like, whoa, dude, you can, like, actually make money at this. This is, like, for real, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, crushing it. And, and he was generous with us, like, the people that worked there. We got to keep most of what we made. Like, if we made a shirt that was 20 bucks, like, I think it was like, all right, minus like two bucks for the shirt and then minus another three bucks for like the space, you know, renting the space or whatever. So it's like you're getting like 15 bucks off a $20 shirt as like a kid. So I'd come home and be like, dude, I made like a lot of money today. Like, damn, way more than my homies that are working like it you know, like Subway or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Um, Howie, uh, I was going to say, let me see. So when you get into these like, now you know i've seen you did uh some nike stuff like that and how did that how did you go about that like was that just was that like community based you had a like a friend or was that you just going out and applying type for that it was kind of off like well so all right i i always kind of like was aiming towards doing design work you know i was always kind of it made more sense to me doing like uh, what used to be called like commercial art, you know, like now it's like graphic design is the name, but like, I feel like back in the day it would be called commercial art. And that name always made sense to me. Cause it's like, okay, art for art's sake is tight. Like we all love it. But I was also just like, wait, like, what's the point though? It's like, you just hanging in a museum. I mean, I don't really get it. You know, like, is that for real? You can sell your paintings for like enough to like have that be your thing. But with design, it's like, it's commercial. That's the point is you're trying to make a t-shirt that everyone loves and wants to buy, you know, you're selling it. So, um, so my buddy Alex and I, like this best friend homie that we were like coming up together and stuff. Like we started like a little t-shirt company together when we were in high school. Um, the school he went to, uh, central high school in St. Paul, Minnesota had like a really dope, like screen printing studio. And so like, we would like, you know, like hang out, like after school and stuff. And like, he had like a trade going on with the teacher where he would like clean up or whatever. And then he could get to use the equipment, you know? Yeah. Um, so like we were just printing t-shirts and selling them to our friends and like stuff like that, selling them to shops, um, trying to figure it out. So like that was kind of the intro foray into like doing 
you know, like, I guess what you would call like design work or whatever. Um, just doing our own thing. It's yeah. called Turnstile. Yeah. Turnstile. The name of the brand. Okay. We were super like hyped on New York, you know, so okay. it was all like, uh, like subway turnstile. Mm-hmm. You walk through to get on the train again with the whole like graph thing or whatever is like really into like subway train. We had, you know, graphics that's pretty like looking back sort of like expected, like, Oh, like a subway map with the different like lines and this and that or, um, but we also looking back, we had some kind of cool shit, like weird placements on the shirt of like, you know, some shit on your shoulder and then some shit on the hip or yeah. I don't know. This was like, you know, that like Y2K, like 2004, 2005 era. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we were also looking at all those brands that like, uh, got called maybe I would call them like hip hop brands. Maybe back then it was like urban, but it would be like academics and, and Nietzsche, Sean, John, Fat, like all that shit gear. We would just yeah. be like, we'd think of it as like gear you know but like it's funny like when i later on like wound up working at these like big brands like nike and shit and i would say like dude i was so hyped on academics back in the day like these fools you would never think would be the person behind it like real hipster type of dudes are like dude i definitely designed all those shirts you're hyped on man i worked at academics i was the main dude <laughs> that's sick yeah i um was going through it and i definitely um so it, what, what caught me off guard, well, first off, I'll tell you this story real quick. I didn't know, so Clay got back from out there and he um, was telling me, you know, y'all had a killer ass time and shit like that. And dude, I didn't know for the longest that you were the same guy that prints these shirts that I've been talking to on the internet. And I also had you on the internet as this person. Cause he's like, nah, like just broke it down. Like dude does a lot of cool shit, like with design. And I was just like, I just, you know, you're two, it was two different people totally to me. I didn't get it. But when he told me that, I was like, oh, let me go check this shit out. And then looking at it, looking at your your um portfolio and shit, I'm like, this is sick. Cause me, I went to school in, in Vegas and stuff like that. And you know, I was going for music, but ended up being like video. And well, I didn't have the grades to get into the music. So you had to start out digital film and art. So that's where mm. you started out. So that's where I got my, my chops of like, oh shit, you can create in Photoshop and you can do this and that. And, um, you know, kind of got going, but, um, to see you do that and you know, the homies and you skate and shit. And I, skate, I was like, damn, that shit is wild. And then to see all these big ass, like collabs that you're, you're doing and you're working with, like this, for instance, the Allen Iverson one, shit, that was, that sick. Like just in itself, dude, like me being a basketball player, but I did choose when the Iverson, the I3s came out, I fucking got them and was kind of mad. Cause I wanted the DC, I think they're the Mantecas or the, I forget how, what the fuck they were, but I wanted those Johnson. <laughs> I ended up getting the Iverson to shit where they were still a sick ass shoe, but shit, I was trying to skate back then like a motherfucker. So, you know, middle school is trying to do their thing, man. And, um, yeah. yeah, but that that just brought it full circle, and then I see your um all your all your airbrush shit, and you're telling me like the Reebok homies are just they they they're open to that shit. And I'm like, yeah, because we're 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 essentially from that era, dog. Like, and that's cool that right. you get to push that shit out and and see it in like your Nike shirt, the hoop. Uh, I, I wrote it down. The um, what is it? The, uh, it was the basketball hoop. It was like ice. How did you do? Did you do that on Photoshop or how did you pull that shit? Because that is hard as a motherfucker, dog. For real. Man. I mean, that particular joint was just a straight, like, lifted image, like a found image, you know what I mean? That we probably just paid Getty Images for, you know? And it's like, yo, and that was, yeah, that was it. That, that, that. <laughs> so not to spoil the magic, but. <laughs> okay, well, shit, either way, yeah. but that still, that still tastes like, I, I thought you made that. I was like, that shit is fucking crazy. But to the aesthetics, that's like what you bring to companies, I, I would, you know, because you're, you're 
you're from that shit, you know? So that's super, that's sick. How is um working at Reebok? Like, what is that like? What is the design process? Like the A to Z, we call it. Like, how do you get into that? Yeah, it's, Reebok is awesome, man. I mean, I've been super lucky in that, like, I've gotten to work. I mean, like, kind of like the little dream jobs, like, you know, one after another. Like, at, you know, when I was in in school, in college, like, my first ever, like, internship was with Reebok because they were nearby. They're a Massachusetts-based company. Oddly, like, like Boston is, like, a huge epicenter of these, like, footwear athletic giants, like Converse is headquartered in Boston, Reebok, New Balance, Puma's U.S. headquarters is in Boston. Yeah. I think even Asics has some, maybe. It's, it's like a whole, like, hub of, like, these, like, footwear brands. And then the other one is Portland, Oregon, you mm-hmm. know, which has, like, Nike and then Adidas, like, U.S. headquarters. Yeah. Um, but being in Boston, I was like, that was the thing. Another thing, going back to the Harvard thing, was like, okay, like, if I wanted an internship at Harvard to work at, like, uh, to be an investment banker in like Credit Suisse or JP Morgan, like they come and recruit fools from Harvard, but not <laughs> like yeah. the way maybe at like Art Institute or at like, you know, Pratt or something like that. That's where like, you know, these like design agencies or the brands would go to recruit designers. So I was really like, it was my junior year of college coming up and I was like, dude, I, I have to get some kind of internship, man. That's like clearly how you do it. You know, yeah. if I want to yes. like work in this industry, which I did. And I was like, all right, let me hit up whoever. And I was like, well, the you know, Reebok is right here. And they had a whole program. Like, it was a super easy online thing to figure out. So I was like, applied for it. And then going back to the True East thing, I used like True East designs and some of those early raw things. You know what? I actually, I don't think I had done almost anything for raw at that point. Because this was 2008 when I had that internship at Reebok. Um, and the raw stuff was more like 2009, 2010. So um, but anyways, it was cool. I wound up getting the internship and I would like, you know, take the, <laughs> take the red line from like Harvard square all the way to the opposite end in Braintree and then take this long ass shuttle bus like three days a week. And it was cool. It was a paid internship, yeah. but ironically I didn't get class credit for it. You know, Harvard was real stingy with like giving out credits. They'd be like, that's not like Harvard level, whatever. Like I heard stories. I don't want to super generalize. This is maybe not true, but I did hear of people like they studied abroad and then Harvard would be like, no, you don't get credit for that actually. Cause that's not like as good as us or something like that. Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's thought. So anyways, I was like basically like taking an L on school, but I was like, dude, I have to do a design, like be in the field and like do an internship, whatever. That's how you do it. Right. And so like the Reebok thing was huge. I learned so much and, and actually now I'm back working there. I got, I got, you know, over the years, it was like, graduate, whatever, work for Nike. That, that was like a full-time thing. First thing out of college, then like, did freelance work for Adidas and done freelance stuff for, you know, a bunch of different skate brands and this and that. Um, but then wound up back at Reebok, which is where I work now. And it was like, I saw a job online and then I was like, damn, I haven't talked to Pete, my old like manager from when I was an intern way back. I wonder if he's still at Reebok, hit him up after like over 10 years. And he's like, Oh yeah, dude, I'm actually, that's on my team. You should, you should interview for that. The that's job, the community you know, so that's that's what we that's what we're big on dude because it's the yeah. it's the community it, it, shit they they there's nothing better than that you know especially like you just you that's you reaching out 10 years down the line and it's like yeah well shit yeah my we come on with it that's tight and you built that and uh that's what we're trying to show people like you need that community whether you 
you like it or not, you need somebody else. You can't do this shit all on your own and you never know who you know. And it's always good to keep them relationships going. And um, that's that's cool. You've been you've been doing a lot of good stuff. How was it working on that uh, Cardi B stuff? Was that pretty sick? Was that why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never got to actually like interface with Cardi B. I wish I did. Like our apparel designer on that project, like got to go to some like meetings with her and she said it was wild. She said Cardi was like, you know, like just to exact who, who you think she is based on her image, her like outward yeah, yeah. facing image. She's like, yeah, no, that's how she like acts, you know? So I was like, damn, that sounds like fun and like entertain, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but the product itself was really fun to work on, you know? I mean, whatever, growing up, like loving all that shit, like being like, damn, dude, I get to work on some Cardi product. Like that's pretty like pretty huge, you know? Yeah. And um, it was fun because... I don't know. I mean, like, okay, this word just gets dumped all over the place in this like design industry, like storytelling and narrative. But it really was actually kind of a fun thing from that perspective of trying to be like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we're going to like make a little branding, like a mark for Cardi and for her Reebok collection. Like, how should we go about it? Like, what should it, what should it be? What should it speak into? And we kind of landed in this direction of trying to do some like, you know, like Lux life, trying to be like designer on some like, Gucci interlocking G's or like Fendi crisscross F's whatever and like the CB kind of like locks up nicely so like that was a fun one I love it when I actually like draw sketches first because you know a lot of times you wind up doing computer work and it's just like you're on your computer and that's how it happens which is fine you know but on that one I did just like sit down and like draw sketches and try to figure out cool ways to like do some little Gucci lifts of her like initials and like it almost wound up exactly being like what I drew. So like, I've seen that. that. Kind of I've seen yeah. that. I've seen when you, cause you, I've seen the, and do one more thing, like going onto your website, like being, I, I fuck with like the UX shit and, you know, design and stuff, user experience. So that's how I would look at any website. So when I got on there, it's like, all right, I don't know shit about this. I want to go check it out and see. And, um, simple, man, that was perfect. Like you, you, I seen, I seen from, from, the, the Sharpie marker of when you made that design and then it went through the steps. And I, I was looking, you said Lux, you brought it up. It was Lux Mono, right? Is that what you kind of put as the the type or whatever? So that shit, yeah. this is so, this is killer. Yeah. And um, and then actually seeing it on from the from the sketch and then I seeing it on the actual clothing. It's like, damn, that is that's sick, man. That that was that's cool. And that's what it's about, you know. It's it's shit. Bringing because just even from the little um typography, you know, of that, it's just you brought it from a your head onto actual the product and woven woven patches and all that shit. That's that's tight, man. That's I give you props on all this shit, dog. Because oh, thank it's hard. It's hard, you know. I was I was uh, talking to Tev and I'm like, dude, it's hard for um, you know, come up with ideas and actually bring them full circle and put them on like a shirt or you know, put them on a tote bag or any of that stuff. And it's, it's, it's super, it's, it's tough to do, you know, and uh, I give kudos to people that actually do it and just keep doing it and continuing um, in this design stuff, man. Cause you know, it's, it, we, we, we see sick shit every day, you know, and we need to, we, we, I, I love the people that can put it out and give people good shit. And that's what you're doing, dude. And it's, and it's for like Reebok, like Reebok, Reebok is a sick brand and people, don't like my kid my kid my little baby wears Reeboks dog like till this day I put Whoa. them on there dude and it's like yeah it, it is what it is my wife ordered some a pair uh, her a pair and my uh, the baby has a pair and I'm like that this shit is crazy yeah it's tight you know I had homies that always used to wear Reeboks in uh 
in a Colorado dog. So it, and then to actually see and meet you and see somebody that's actually working with the brand and you're bringing flavor to it and you're bringing gear and you're, you're bringing sick concepts, man. That's a, that's, that's big right there, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that big time. I mean, it's funny, like having worked with some of the other brands too, like I'm not a big, like, man, I wear Nikes, you know, I wear Adidas. I don't care, dude. It's like, it's funny. Like, like you work these places and you see like, they're made side by side in China, you know, or whatever. And like the same people's working at all these places, like one after another. So I'm not like brand loyal like that, but I do actually, I feel like Reebok resonates with me a bit more than some of the other brands mm-hmm. just cause it's always been like the underdog brand. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the position itself is like the challenger. It's like, yeah, the Iverson versus Jordan or whatever, you know, it's kind of like more in actually, I hope that they do this. I mean, to me, Cardi B was sort of symbolic of this, but they did always like rep hip hop, like super hard. Like I'm sure you remember back when we were like, you know, like the Y2K Reebok, the RBK shit. They're having like S. Carter shoe, you know, first like signature shoe for a rap. Wasn't 50 on that? Was 50, no, 50 was 50. Were they G unit? Was that like slash Reebok, wasn't it? That was, they had the gene. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's cool. I, I like, and I, I seen your, uh, the shirts that you were designing, like the, the old school flavor shirts with the, with those, the um, old graphics. Like, yeah, those are, those are good. And, and I, I like how Reebok, they, they love, they put themselves there. Like, because it, it's always going to flourish. It always has cool shit. The, um, the, uh, what was it, the print stuff? That was cool. It's still product. It's, all that product that shit goes out, it's it's cool. So I always look Dude, at them yes. like I think they're sick. You know, they've always had cool shoes. I've had the Iversons, all them shits. They've always been a cool brand. I don't know. I don't know. I think it just you know Nike and everybody this hype shit. But it's like if you know, you know. If you were there, you're there. You understand it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's cool. Like I like. I'm super, like I say, I'm super lucky, dude. Like in my whole like career trajectory, like I got to work at Nike, you know, like that's awesome. Like, obviously that's kind of the pinnacle, I think for <laughs> mm-hmm. that industry, like Nike is top, you know? Yep. Um, and I was really lucky too. I worked in Nike sportswear, which to me at the time, that was like the illest part of night. Like I was more hyped on that than Nike SB, even though like being like into skating, whatever, I was just like, nah, sportswear is kind of like even iller, you know, it's just like more just like, Lux or some shit I don't know but um so yeah that was cool but one thing that's really cool about Reebok and compare like Nike there's so many designers you know like it's a bazillion in it I lost you there you you kind of you kind of breaking up I don't know very slim like you'd be surprised there's hardly you know, like on the graphics team, dude, there's like not a lot of us. There's like a handful. Okay. Oh, am I? Yeah, oh, you sorry, broke up. You broke up. I had a to fucking hear me good or no? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you good now. Am, You're I, good. am I back now? You're good. You're back. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry, I had to run out. That was that whole me strolling around was getting my phone charger at the car, dude. Oh, you're my good. bad. You're good. Um, but yeah, basically all I was saying is that one really cool part of Reebok is it's like, okay, I get to work on collabs, Cardi B, you know, like. But then I also work on like inline product that's going to like Macy's or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'm working on, um, you know, men's stuff, women's stuff, like kids, like whatever it is. Maybe like one of the footwear designers is suddenly like, dude, we need a footbed graphic for this new like Club C or whatever. Like, 
we don't have another graphic design. Can you do it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where is it? Nike? He's big, like the real, I mean, Reebok is a huge brand, but weirdly compared to Nike and Adidas, it's tiny. Like it's, yeah. it's interesting that dynamic. So like, um, that's a really another thing that I love about like my current spot is that like, I have a chance to like kind of touch like all sorts of different product instead of like maybe at Nike or like, Oh, you're specific to like, um, women's training, you know, or like you only work on like Nike golf for kids or whatever it is. It's like way more designers. So you kind of get like, you know, like pushed into just one specific thing more. Um, yeah. 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 No, that was my experience. I don't know yeah. if everyone has that. What, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool, man. Um, we got, we're going to, we got six minutes, so we'll do a little short, uh, quick one. I'll just leave it off with some advice, but, um, I like the, I like the quarter snack stuff. Is that a, is that a Massachusetts connect when you're doing all that quarter snacks? messing with quarter snacks that was actually some new york so like i like when i was in school i had a quick little another internship after the Reebok thing mm -hmm. i like i took a semester off from school because i was like dude i need to like continue doing this so i had i lived in new york in my grandparents attic they live on staten island and i would like commute every day into the city and like one, I had two simultaneous things going on. One was at Atlantic Records. So I would go up to like Rockefeller Center, dude, and like work out of their office there and just act in like, I, one time Juvenile came to the office, dude, somewhere on the internet, probably like fucking Facebook or some shit. There's like some goofy photo of me with Juvie, you know? But <laughs> yeah. I was on that. And then at the same time, I had another thing with Zoo York, like, and they were based, they were part of Echo at the time, which was a crazy experience, dude. Echo's office was on 23rd Street at the time between 5th and 6th. At, it was like each floor was a different thing. It was six floors tall. Like one is Echo Unlimited. Then one, speaking of G-Unit, like G-Unit had a little clothing label with Echo. So there's the G-Unit floor which was empty when we were there because it was like Crazy. defunct as a brand. So we would just like set up skate shit and like skate in the G unit floor, dude. Like, damn. So but, <laughs> yeah. One floor was complex magazine, dude. They would always be having like crazy, like celebs come through like models and do like photo shoots and stuff. And like, damn. that would like throw parties, dude, all that shit. And then the top floor, the sixth floor was zoo York office. So like we were up there just like chilling and that was really where I learned like a whole lot about design work, dude, just in like watching and learning from those dudes are pros, but dude, everyone who worked at Echo in any sense, whether it was Zoo or like any of the brands like within Echo, like those are the best designers I've ever met, like anywhere. They're just, people were like really good, dude. It was yeah. like, well, you know, um, so through that on some New York skate shit, I kind of like, you know, just made homies with this dude Costa who does quarter snacks and like just through actually skating together, which is another thing I love about like the whole like skate design, whatever overlap. Like I love it when it's real, truly like from comes from being friends through skating and then you do shit that has to do with skating together. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah, that that's super sick. I'm I'm glad yeah. that came full circle. But that's tight, and that's like a, the community. All that, all that's community based, and all that shit is good. And that's what I want. That's what we want to get people to understand is like, it don't matter. It don't matter if you're good at this shit. Keep pushing and and keep meeting people and keep going, dude. Because the community will help you as long as you're good to that shit. The community will help you out. Um, to kind of wrap this, just because you know I want to get this information out to people and get it quick. What is uh some advice you would give like a future graphic designer, future product guy, any advice for 
an up and coming cat, what would you give them? Just one quick thing that they could do and kind of get them going. Drawing, you know, even if you don't like drawing that much, like if you do it enough and you're into this shit, like to me, drawing is really like a crucial skill. Like, hey, like I got this idea for a thing. Like, I don't know, I can't exactly like manifest and you're just like, click, click, just like sketch something out real quick. But maybe nowadays, like that has a different form, a different way of like, you know, coming to be. Maybe it's more digital or you got your iPad and you just sketch on that or whatever it is. But I always like to say like to give advice to to people be like, yo, drawing is like really, really important. Again, even if you don't think you're good at drawing, like, or you know, it's not totally your thing, like just feel comfortable, like holding a pencil or a marker and like sketch something out is like a really cool, like tool to have at your disposal. Yeah. Thing. I mean, it's easier said, easier said than done, but like, um, it's easy. It's like a lot of this world of like design stuff is like, it's referential. Like, Oh, I saw a cool, like, echo t-shirt back in the day i'm gonna kind of lift it and like spin into my own thing which is cool that's part of it but like also like i don't know like more and more i find myself trying to be like just create something like out the blue without like mm -hmm. any and i mean that's always informed by everything that we see around us so i guess there is no such thing as out the blue maybe but yeah just yeah just do whatever you feel like you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's good yeah and i yeah same with same my tip is the same exact thing do whatever you feel like it's so, it's so much shit you can get out of this and there's so much stuff that you can do. Us humans, we can make cool shit. So, you know, keep pushing and keep rocking. And I just appreciate you, man. I, I just wanted to get, you know, just this this conversation with you because I, I know you're out there grinding. You're making uh, all these sick-ass airbrush shirts and for everybody to go check out Island Spray on Instagram and do to hook you up with a shirt, pay him that fee. He's been doing it since the uh, Camp Snoopy, but give him that fee, <laughs> get you going and shit. But um, I appreciate you, Jonah, man. This is this is sick, and uh, we'll double back. Our paths is going to cross again. Hopefully, we can do some cool collab shit, man, and build something out, get some product out there. But um, I appreciate you, dude. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. This this is, means the world to me to talk to another designer, graphic guy, and um, just even, you know, talk to you about anything dude it's just cool always fucking around man thanks yeah no doubt man thank you so much man it's been awesome dude definitely and that concludes this episode i want to thank jonah i want to thank tev the community that we build and the people that's listening the people that hit me up saying it's cool we got some cool guests lined up and uh we just gonna keep shooting the shit it's the art club podcast 2.0 Chrome on my body like a medieval knight Eyes fucking up a sack on that purple sprite Yeah, all my bitches beneficial Even towed a pistol Even blow like a whistle Lie to officials I drip you down in crystals If I know you're real How you geeking out your body Off a pink pill I caught your line, Tammy And I fuck with you still So many properties I bought I'm king of the hill Fuck, nigga need to learn his place Before we put him in it Stepping and swinging, I'm running shit I might run for senate hey. I got a bitch up in the kitchen Wearing them coochie cutters Yeah, bring my doggy out that cell Straight up out that gutter Sweet, been them